Welcome to another Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we're going to be talking about all of the information that you guys sent in to me, your stories, uh, your feedback, all of that. Plus, there is a ton of news to go over with Sea of Thieves and Season's Greetings, I guess. All that and more in this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. All right, Pirates, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I love you guys all so much, but I have to give a shout out to the patrons. They are the ones that are directly supporting the podcast and me, making sure that uh, my costs are covered and just supporting me as a content creator. You know, uh, I'm, I'm making content. And if you find value in that, it is very much appreciated to those of the, the, the patrons that have subscribed at the Crow's Nest or higher tier. There's three tiers. There's Sailor, Crow's Nest, and Captain three, five, and 10, as far as the tier goes, uh, 10 gets you uh, access to the discord uh, server where I, you can direct talk, talk to me. I will be very attentive to anyone in that channel to make sure that I'm giving them my attention. Um, the crow's nest gets you uh, the, the shout outs on the podcast and the sailor gets you um, the, the ad free content. So if you just want the ad free stuff, you can always sign up as a sailor uh, and get that as well. The captains obviously get everything below that and included as well. So I wanted to, to give a shout out to uh, Chateau Neuf, uh, Regis Stella, uh, El Jefe Esteban, Big Bad Pad, uh, CJ Super Pack, and as well as uh, Cosmic Johnson for subscribing to the Patreon. They get the shout outs. They get the recognition. They are supporting me. You guys also support me, but they uh, wanted to make sure that they are helping um, directly support the, the costs of the, the podcast. And that means a lot to me. So thank you guys so much for doing that. I really appreciate your support. I hope this finds you well. Enjoy and happy hunting. Thanks for all you do. Kind regards, Windsor Chris. From the Journal of Mr. Windsor detailing an adventure had by the author and Mr. Swade. Cargo runs in the bloody roar. Not sure the risk is worth the reward, Mr. Windsor. Mr. Swade was not what you'd call a cautious sort. He was always quite willing to throw said caution into the salty wind and go forth bloody into the breach. I glanced upward to the volcanic structure adjacent to Brian's inadvisably placed bazaar as we crept by in a trusty sloop. Even through the thick fog, it glowed an angry orange, the magma oozing from every crevice and then hissing as it met the sea. Mr. Swade's attention, however, had moved northward towards Molten Sun's fortress. Skelly's a home, clattering about, he said adjusting his spyglass. By then, I'd brought our sloop to the dock of Brian's Bazaar, losing just a little paint from its hull as we rubbed close to the planks. I tossed ropes over, cinched them tight, and then hopped off with the first of five crates of the finest silk. Merrick's bony sister shot a look that may as well have been daggers. You're scaring the fish, you daft plonker! flashed her my most disarming smile. She spit and shrugged, then turned her attention back to fishing. Mr. Swade stood atop the canopy of the sloop, lowering his spyglass and flashed a smile of his own. Brigantine's at the fortress. A reaper, Brigantine. And he disappeared below deck for a moment or two, presumably for a few salted fish from the barrels and a selection of tropical fruits. The next I saw him topside, rummaging for blunderbombs. Nasty business, those, particularly in the hands of Mr. Swade. If you don't mind, I'm off, he said, and dove into the water a second or so before I actually assented. That's fine. Take, be care, I said. He was already clear of a little of the sea post and swimming with the efficiency of a shark that had missed his last meal. Your man's about to start some trouble. Brian asked as I hoisted the last of the silk crates onto his bench. I sighed, feigned exasperation, purposefully avoiding the question. Matilda says the silk cost dear. As it came from the shores, you'll need to double the price to cover the investment. I'd best be off, I added, thinking Mr. Swade can well handle himself, even one versus three. But even the ferryman's patience 
could be stretched too thin if you abused yourself of the privilege. I could hear dear Merrick's sister hurling invectives at me as her line snapped from the little wake caused by my departing vessel. You prelude, Bellend! I will tear off your head. I swear I will, and fight it to Margaret. There were rumors, no doubt, started by Merrick's sister herself, that she had an ancient terror for a pet, and the pet's name was Margaret. No one believed it, of course, but Owen challenged her on the presumed fabrication of having tamed a megalodon. Not to her face, at any rate. The fog had thickened further since Mr. Swade had opted to swim the distance, and the beacon above the fortress had since been snuffed, indicating the skellies had lost the battle and the triumphant brigantine crew would be loading up the spoils. I relied heavily on my compass, relative speed, and the last sighted position of the reaper's brigantine to guide my way through the soup. I coasted in slowly, quarter sail, and lined my starboard arsenal at the brigantine's aft end, with a good angle toward the bow. As I raised the sailcloth fully, I caught sight of Mr. Swade climbing the brigantine's ladder. He had boarded stealthily and had made his way below deck. In short order, he re-emerged topside, wiping the blood from his cutlass on the side of his leg before sheathing it. He held up his index finger, right one that was, and then pointed in the direction of the fortress with his left hand before adding the right middle to the right index, indicating two were merely away from the ship, probably collecting the remainder of the hard-earned loot. The deck of the brigantine already shone with treasure including a reaper's bounty chest, an assortment of skulls separated from the bodies of skeletons that donated them. But still glowing with whatever foul magic was used to animate them, Mr. Swade had scarcely dived from that deck before I began laying into it with cannonball after cannonball, opening holes in their hulls from stem to stern. This brought the remaining crew rushing to bring succour to their vessel and ambushed crewmate. I turned the cannon toward the beach and volleyed all manner of curses their way. Magical venom, involuntary grog, forced jigs. They doubled over in pain, vomited and danced at my whip. One curse after the other as they watched the helpless crewmate get sent for the second time to the ferry by the cutlass of the patient Mr. Swade. He laughed with abandon as he met the other two on the beach, toying with them, daring them to attack. As he crossed swords with the first, the second approached him from behind. I readied my eye of reach to provide cover, but it was not needed. Mr. Swade parried the first man back, turned, and put a blunderbuss to the forehead of the second man, and pulled the trigger. As his soul wafted upward, Mr. Swade turned his attention to the first man. Done toying with him, he dispatched him with his cutlass, with every bit of fluid grace a dancer might possess. The brigantine had since slipped into its watery grave in the booty. The burning fortress began to bob on the surface, payment for our exploits. As I put the harpoon to use, getting the treasure aboard, Mr. Swade meandered about in the shallows. On the off chance that one or two or all of the reaper brigantine crew might be sent back to us once more, I signaled Mr. Swade from the boat using their emissary flag to do so. He laughed and shouted, That's one emissary that let the company down. <laughs> Indeed they had. Next up, we have a rowboat story. I asked about your rowboat stories to see uh, how yours had come along compared to some of the ones that we'd had in the past in last episode. And Flacco wrote in, uh, wrote into the questions and feedback section. You can write it into the first mate's log, wherever you guys want to put it. You're more than welcome to put it. Uh, they wrote in and says, for my rowboat story, me and my brig crew were at a fort of the damned tucking. However, we were discovered and decided to take by force. We brought our ship and sunk one ship doing it. A sloop remained and mostly just distracted us until their brig friend came back. We knew we couldn't defeat both ships in open water, so we all snuck over to the island and let our ship sink. My crewmates uh, went to the island to wait for the vault to open. When I went to the enemy sloop, and once they had opened uh, the vault, four or five of them rushed into the vault, and fortunately, they hadn't calculated how possible it was that we were still there. 
We blew the kegs and I brought the rowboat over to pick up my crewmates who had the chest of legends. My third crewmate grabbed our new ship, which had respawned far away. It was then up to me to row the Athena chest from Fort of the Damned almost to Golden Sands. And then we finally made or my ship arrived. That's my rowboat story. That's insane. From Fort of the Damned to the Golden Sands Outpost. That is one heck of a run. So congrats to you. That's a great story. I'm glad you guys managed to get it. And uh, man, you know, you always want to blow the kegs before you go in. I don't know anyone that doesn't. It seems like a huge risk to me to, to not actually blow those kegs. So congrats. Next up on today's docket, let's hear from the dog. The dog writes in and says, the songs of the seas. It's been a while since I've written in, but you told us to write in the last episode. So I did. I was wondering, what's your favorite piece of music from Sea of Thieves? It has such a great soundtrack and it's a hard decision, but I would say my favorites are Who Shall Not Be Returning, the boss wave music for both the skeleton and ghost fleets as well as we shall sail together quote unquote of course keep up the great work and stay safe from the dog dog thanks for writing in i did ask and you did write in and i appreciate that it's a tough one for me but as i'm looking at what's available just on spotify i have to go with maiden's voyage i really do it's just the first song i think of when i think sea of thieves and it's one of those things where when you hear it it has an entire adventure built into two and a half minutes. It's amazing. And I, I absolutely love just the way it kind of like plinks along with the different instruments. You hear the hurdy-gurdies, you hear the the bones uh, rattling, you know, you get that, that string and music in there and it's so good. It's just so full of life. And Every time I hear it, it gets me like invigorated. I'm just like, yeah, let's go sailing. Let's go, let's go out on the seas. Let's see what's out there and what we're going to run into tonight. And I just I have to go with that one. All of these songs are absolutely amazing. So it's it's impossible for anyone to really say like they have, you know, just one favorite. But if I had to pick, it would definitely have to be Maiden Voyage. All right. Next, I wanted to address address address. I wanted to address some of the feedback that I got with Caleb, who was on the show uh, previously. He wrote in and said, "I'm surprised you didn't include Lost Treasures, but did include Fate of the Damned. Fate of the Damned added no persistent activity, only a few new cosmetics. At least Lost Treasures added stuff that persisted, like tall tale checkpoints and the event systems. I actually forgot about those, and I." I have a hard time still kind of including lost treasures, but I do see your point. Uh, so I asked Caleb what he would rank them uh, if he was given the opportunity. So he wrote in, he says, first off, Ship of Fortune uh, or Ships of Fortune. The size of this update rivaled the anniversary update. So much fun to progress through the companies again. Arena mode update, nice to get some attention to arena since it often feels forgotten and probably will be now that we have a little more information about what's going on. And I'll get to that hopefully in this episode, if not next, because I did say I was going to make sure that you guys came first, even if we got big news uh, and lots more, but mostly cats. And that's true. We did get cats and ships of fortune, and that does make that update probably one of the best ever. Uh, number two, he wrote it and says, Haunted Shores, uh, ghost ship encounters are a lot of fun. Probably my favorite world encounter to encounter PvP while doing, plus the shanty rework. And yeah, that was it was really nice to have the shanty choices uh, there. Uh, number three was Ashen Winds, another fun world event. Cool that its rewards is a weapon that you can use against others. And he's referring to the flaming skull that you get after you defeat one of the uh, Ashen Lords. And then Vault of the Ancients, vaults are okay, but I find them not as fun as the above entries. And then last, Lost Treasures. Addition of Event Hub, uh, while promising, has been hurt by inconsistency in the way it's been used, in my honest opinion. Tall Tale Checkpoints are a nice quality of life update. Not since Hunter's Call has there been something that will let you play for a very short play session and make progress towards something. And then he, he wrote in a little bit after this and says, I take back what I said about Fort of the Damned. While I did uh, the Fate of the Damned, or the Fate of the Damned, sorry, not the Fort of the Damned, the Fate of the Damned event to be lacking, the update did finally add Devil's Roar Vaults, which is awesome. It's quote unquote fixed the bug of for mysterious notes or realistically actually adding them and added the events hub into the game as well as shark hunter ship parts. Uh, he also wrote in and says, I forgot about cruise of rage and legends of the sea, uh, which technically I did too. When I put this in um, and I was ranking the updates to date, I was not taking into account 
the first few months of the actual year I was taking into account since the anniversary. So that was that was my bad on that one. He says, uh, I forgot about Cruise of Rage and Legends of the Sea. Legends of the Sea was a cool way to reveal all the Easter eggs in the game, minus one. I put that last bit in there. Uh, Halo MCC does something similar where all the Easter eggs are achievements, so it adds a bit of pomp and circumstance as well as motivation to finding them. Unfortunately, it's a one and done kind of thing, so it doesn't make sense uh, make the top five list. Uh, Cruise of Rage added a new cursed chess and a particularly interesting one at that. Unfortunately, its inf- its effect is easily uh, easy to mitigate by putting it on top of uh, or the tip of your boat, and is rare to find right now. You think they'd make it wash up on the shores like the other cursed chests because of this? Uh, what it added rarely contributes to current gameplay. At the time of the update, it was fun. However, as you no, uh, you had a chance uh, of encountering players since voyages. It added. Uh, no, wait, let me read this again. As you knew, you had a chance. Oh, uh, as you knew, you had a high chance of encountering players since the voyage. It added brought everyone to the same islands. Not since the Reapers' voyages uh, did you have that kind of certain fun. And I would agree. Um, I, I honestly think that those two updates were really good. I loved seeing the Legends of the Sea. Um, I'm hoping that in the future I'll get included in that. Uh, At the moment, I think I'm actually the only one that isn't included on that list, uh, which is kind of a bummer. But then again, finding a skeleton with my name on it is uh, harder than anything I've done in this game. So hopefully I'll have a chance to to see it or or be included. I would love that. It'd it'd be nice to, to feel feel like I can have a set way of actually summoning my skeleton uh, to get to, to actually show my wife. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, but moving on, all good points. Uh, he was actually the only person that came in with uh, feedback for what you guys would rank them. And I I do have to agree. Um, I think he made some really, really fair points about uh, some of the stuff that came in. I, I think I just tend to prefer the, the uh, fate of the damned for the involvement of a persistent event that we've had year and year and year. Um, It's always added a little bit different uh, as opposed to staying like a stagnant event that we had. Uh, And similarly, I'm hoping that something will be done with the December update to kind of change up how it is going to be implemented compared to how it was last year with the gift system. Uh, so that if if we get gifts, then it's not just taking them to the Reapers hideout, uh, since that is no longer the normal environment that it was when we actually just had the beach with a bunch of stones and some planks and uh, the mass stranger with a table uh, so we'll have to see how things go this this could be a really interesting way that they change up the the normal uh event that we would come to expect with the gift systems and if you haven't if you haven't been playing the game during uh december when they do the holiday event uh you get gifts you get voyages to go dig up gifts or you get gifts from uh the the, the forts you might have have actually seen these and you get credit for turning them in when someone else turns them in not when you turn them in you you have to turn some in anyway but if they are either stolen then you're giving someone else credit so that they will earn rewards and we don't necessarily know what the rewards are going to be this year uh there's there's strong suggestion that it might be the same rewards as last year um but we'll have to see if anything new comes out of this upcoming update and with that, I think it's a uh, good enough time as any to jump into the actual news because uh, there's a lot and I have some feedback on uh, that as well as my own thoughts. So let's get into it. All right, pirates. So you guys usually come here for news, usually opinions, but most of the time it's usually news. And we got that. We had a new Sea of Thieves news update uh, back on December 2nd. If you haven't watched it, I will have a link in the show notes, but there is a ton of stuff to go over. First and foremost, let's talk about what Joe Neat uh, was talking about in the front of the video. If you haven't watched this, they're back at the studio. Now, I don't know if all of them are back at the studio, but they were able to record this back at the barns in Twycross. It was great to see this. It was really warming to see that things feel like they might be getting a little bit closer to normal as uh, as we get closer and closer into next year. Hopefully, as things calm down and things get a little bit safer for people. Uh, I really love this, and I'm, I'm happy to say that I, I look forward to more of these 
being in here uh, from the actual studio itself. Um, he mostly went over kind of how 2020 has been and talked about some of the interesting things. Um, there are uh, 15 million players that have played Sea of Thieves now, and the balance between Xbox and PC is now about 50% uh, before it had been heavily skewed to, PC or to uh, Xbox. So it was nice to see that as a result of the Steam launch, uh, it feels like PC players have jumped on Sea Thieves more and are now about even with the number of Xbox players. Uh, really cool to to kind of find out some of those numbers. You know, we don't typically get that kind of analytics from studios, but it was nice that Joe was uh, willing to to share those details and for good cause because we're moving into the new year. They've got a huge new plan and let's just say they jumped over to to mike chapman who i miss seeing his face it, it's such a great <laughs> it's such a great way to kind of showcase what's coming to the game you know mike is the creative director for sea of thieves everything that we have tends to come from his mind uh, as well as others at the studio and he kind of has that yay or nay on on where the game is going to go and it's 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 great to see that he's he's kind of back here telling us kind of what we're going to be dealing with in the the coming year. So seasons greetings. Uh, we're going to be getting um, a whole new way of dealing with Sea of Thieves in January. And January starts seasons, so that's why they're greeting us because it's seasons and it's not a reference to the holidays at all. And that's about as clever as I can get. So. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to tell you guys. Um, so seasons are coming. Uh, there's a free and a paid version. I'll get into the paid version in a bit. But at the beginning of the season, there's going to be a new piece of content. Um, they haven't said what or how it's going to be, but there will be kind of a new bit of content that comes in with the season at the beginning of that three-month times. Uh, alongside that new content, they're going to be having regular live events each month and live events are more akin to the fate of the damned as opposed to new content which i would more closely associate with actual tall tales and we'll kind of find out uh like how that actually balances out but they're planning on also doing quality of life patches as well as emporium updates and twitch drops so pretty much kind of what they have been doing. Nothing too new there, except that now we have a three-month cycle as far as when content kind of comes out on top of live events. And I'm excited for this because it feels how things were when we were in our first year. We had the big drops of content for the big expansions to the world and to the voyages and to the atmosphere of the world. And then we had regular bilge rat stuff going on in between. And it feels like it's taken some time, but they've kind of worked out how to build a live game and have it have content throughout that is repeatable, but fresh content as well too. Stuff that you're willing to do over and over and over again that's entertaining and fun, kind of like Treasure Vaults or Ashen Winds, but you're getting new content uh, you know, similar to the Ashen Winds where you had a whole new boss brought in with a whole new slew of spells and things like that. And with the season, you can imagine uh, there is a battle pass and it works out that there is a free version. That is the, the version that's just going to be in the game. Um, Chapman ref references uh, renown as you're leveling up or increasing your renown with uh, the, the through the pass. And it's going to be tier or uh, levels one through a hundred. So this is this feels pretty normal. It feels really, really kind of on par with what you would expect from most other battle passes. And I'm I'm okay with that because I understand the system, I understand the benefits. And at first, I'll be honest, that I was not too keen on Sea Thieves moving to a season paths pass system um just purely based on the the idea that this is a a paid game it's not a freed game free game to play uh but it is included in game pass so it just depends on how you value that but you still have to purchase the game one way or another it's not something that you can download for free unlike an apex legends or a Fortnite, where you can download it and start playing right away uh this is going to be a game that you still have to purchase similar to call of duty 
or similar to uh, Destiny 2. These are games that you typically have to spend money on and they offer a season pass as well as in a store to be able to purchase things as well. And there's generally, uh, this, this system is typically okay with most people. Most people are generally okay with this because at the end of the day, you have a lot of agency on how you want to acquire cosmetics if that's something you want to acquire. And the renown, the levels, the 100 levels gives you the ability to actually um, decide if you want to spend time leveling that up. And if you want to get the, the rewards for that through natural progression of the game. Now, this is where it was interesting to, to listen to Mike talk about how you actually earn renown um he went through it pretty quick and there's not too many details until we actually see this but progressing through your noun will involve all aspects of sea of thieves uh adventuring so i imagine going out and doing things out in the world um exploration looking for certain things out on islands uh or or trying to discover like uh you know wall paintings or uh statues things like that uh ex uh combat actually being able to to do combat and I, and I imagine combat is probably more focused around the pvp aspect of that where you would actually want to get into ship battles things like that i i imagine that adventuring probably encompasses dealing with skeletons and krakens and megalodons and that is the the quote-unquote adventure aspect of uh the the game you also have unique experiences so this is where it kind of makes me think uh in and in the actual video they had b-roll footage of this and the b-roll actually shows you running up to a bunch of skeletons with kegs and blowing them up and that kind of makes me think of the original bilge rat adventures where the way that you were actually completing the commendations was through uh killing skeletons through a, a specific means and that was that was a really great way to to enjoy content you know we had a lot of fun with that so I can imagine that's kind of how some of the unique experiences instead of something that's very straightforward as far as just going to a certain island, looking for a simple thing, checking out that simple thing or digging up a certain thing and, and progressing that way. But they did kind of confirm that by stating that they're going to be celebrating existing content. And that is where I feel like they're going to be running into a situation where it will be kind of like the Summer of Sea of Thieves, where some of the stuff is easy, you'll kind of do it as you go along, but some of the things will require you to, to do certain things. And that's fine, honestly. The way I've kind of come down on it is I feel like that is normal in what we expect from playing Sea of Thieves. You're going to be doing things that you normally run into. The The biggest trouble is generally when it comes down to actually having uh, alliances. Alliances tend to be the the toughest thing for us to, to try and find um, people who are willing to work together to be able to do stuff. And if you don't believe me, let's, let's talk about gifts uh, later on. We'll, we'll kind of get back into that. And I'm, I'm okay with this. Uh, I think that this is something that will appeal to people who don't feel like they want to spend $40 in the Pirate Emporium every month to collect everything. If they'd rather spend a, sh a smaller amount of money to be able to earn this through, uh, through, through time as opposed to actually paying for everything. And that's kind of the point, right? Like the goal of this is to give you uh, cosmetics that are going to be unique rewards. Um, uh, uh, Chapman actually kind of goes into the idea that the rewards that you're going to get are going to be new stuff for your pirate and for your ship, but they also have uh, rewards specifically for those that are pirate legend as well too. Um, so it's they're trying to they're trying to take into account that they realize a lot of people are a pirate legend. Pirate legend was always kind of touted as this end game goal for for us. I think that I think that desire for people to think of pirate legend as an end game has definitely faded. And if it hasn't, you really need to let it go at this point because they're not going to cater as heavily to the pirate legends as the the larger group of people that aren't pirate legends and you may be thinking well logan how many how many pirate legends are there or, you know how many people aren't pirate legends nowadays a lot of people a lot of people have picked up played the game a little bit they like it they progressed you know into the 20s or 30s and then they swapped games for something else this is a good way for them to see a carrot at the end of the stick and think ah i want that 
but I can't get that until I hit Pirate Legend. And this is another reason for them to hit Pirate Legend. This isn't a, a reward for Pirate Legends because you're already Pirate Legend. This is something to get people to get to Pirate Legend. Think of it like that and uh, not, not necessarily something that's just for the Pirate Legends. Um, with the season pass and working your way through the renown um they are offering a paid version of the season as well uh this is this falls in line with just about every battle pass it's out there in existence there's a free tier there's a paid tier and the paid tier is going to have re unique rewards um probably content that is specifically just for the season as well as emporium content uh so if there's something in the emporium that you see and you want chances are if you hold off it may show up in a season and this is this is very similar to what it's like for destiny i play a lot of destiny 2 now um the season pass gives me these what they call pneumatic engrams these engrams are just basically tokens to get an item from the paid store uh once i open the engram it is a random roll for anything from the last four years that i don't have and that's probably going to be probably won't be anything close to that if i imagine they'll probably just have like certain things at certain tiers instead of giving you like a random thing because that's kind of kind of something that rare does not do uh they've been very clear that they don't want people to feel like they have to worry about randomly getting something outside of the value of a chest uh when it comes to cosmetics they don't want cosmetics to be mysterious in how you get them they want to be very clear on how you get them and how you earn them etc cetera, etc cetera. you know what you're getting for when you pay for it and just like with uh the other games that i've played in the past or i've had uh game passes or battle passes plunder passes whatever you want to call them um season passes it it depends on the value of the actual cosmetics uh do i see what's in there and do i i think that it's great if I do, then I'll buy the pass and I'll make sure that I work towards the 100 levels through the the three months. Uh, Destiny, I'm all, almost finished up with my season pass and it's only a month in, uh, but I'm playing that on par with uh, Sea of Thieves at this point. So I'm playing well, Sea of Thieves. I'm still playing more of. We we found out how many hours we're playing in Sea of Thieves uh, this year so far to date, and um, I'm still playing more Sea of Thieves than I am Destiny too. Uh, but they're they're getting close to. I was definitely a lot heavier with Sea of Thieves at the beginning of the year and Destiny at the end of the year when I actually learned how to play. But I'm curious to know how many hours you guys have played. Uh, if you want to share that, feel free. Um, getting back to the season pass, that's generally it. It seems pretty straightforward. This is kind of the, I think the end game, the end result of the the last three years of them working out: Do we release an expansion? Do we put in events specifically for holidays? And then do we have mercenary voyages or, or um, uh, what do we call them? Build rat adventures in between. This is going to be a way to kind of unify all of that. You know, you have a, a renown each three every three months. You level up your renown and you just kind of go through it like that. Oh, there, pirates. Uh, this week, I wanted to touch on not Green Man Gaming because, believe it or not, I took a look at some of the deals and I didn't really see anything that was all that exciting. So I wanted to skip that and push you guys over to Audible Books uh, or Audiobooks.com. They are a great way if you love listening to books like I do. I love listening to books at work. I generally go through at least a couple books uh, a month if I can. And I'm um, Actually, that's because I've been building up, but generally I get at least one credit a month and that credit typically goes to something that I already have. I think I've got a couple backed up right now, but with audiobooks.com, you get three audiobooks for free, and this can include two VIP books. If you go to the uh, link in the show notes under sponsors, you're going to see audiobooks.com, click the link, check it out pick out three books. And in fact, if you don't know, you may, you may not know this, but uh, Ready Player One has a sequel. Ernest Klein wrote Ready Player Two. I've already listened to it. In fact, it took me a couple days to get through it all. And I am very surprised at how they went. Uh, it was an interesting read. I loved being able to revisit the characters and it was surprising how the story ended up going 
after that. Um, if you guys have read this and want to talk about it, feel free to hit me up. But head over to audiobooks.com, get your three books. Let me know what you think of Ready Player Two. All right, next up on today's docket, I did have a couple things that I wanted to jump onto. In addition to explaining Renown and the season pass and the, the plunder pass for the beginning of January, uh, Chapman also said that with that is coming a new voyage to Merchant Alliance, which is going to be, um, I don't think they actually put a name to it. I'm, I'm struggling to remember if they actually had a name. I don't think they had a name yet, but they're adding a new Merchant Alliance voyage, which is right in line with what I expected back in the day when we were talking about the uh, treasure vaults as well as the skeleton fleet voyages that have been added to the gold hoarders and to the order of souls this is going to cause you to go out and hunt down for something some sort of lost treasure in a shipwreck it's going to be very akin to how you know you kind of play detective with the uh, the map and you have to go out and search for it i i love the idea that they are expanding what each trade company does because when the game first started the game didn't have very much in the way of variance in quests you know order of souls was go kill skeletons <laughs> merchant alliance was go get animals and then half a year later it was like go deliver crates of supplies and, and goods now that they have another option for you to pick up voyages um I really want to speak to Rare specifically and the engineers in working out a way to unlock the number of voyages you can carry and expand it. Three base trade company voyages is now impossible to stack up multiple ones of, of the thing. Like There should be uh, it, just an unlimited number of voyages that you can purchase from the, the, the Order Souls. If I want to pick up three skeleton fleet voyages, let me have that op option don't don't restrict me to picking up just one going out and doing it and then having to hope for either a crewmate to be there to actually help grab another one if they have availability for one most of the time most people have a bunch of voyages they can't pick up any of the old voyages they have a bunch of stuff that they were hanging on to now granted rare has definitely walked back giving everyone a ton of mercenary voyages and a ton of build rat adventure voyages and a punch of gilded you know they they've kind of walked that back a little bit but they really need to take into account the fact that people are holding on to voyages for years at this point and just expand the availability for people to uh, purchase voyages if they already have three from the traditional trading companies but to see that we are getting a new Merchant Alliance voyage and that it's going to be an active one that's out there where you're actually hunting for something as opposed to just picking up animals or picking up crates and delivering them. It's a lot more interesting. It's a lot more action oriented where you're going to have to find out like what shipwreck is it? Is there a Reaper's chest there? What is this, this treasure that we're going out and looking for? Uh, and it's going to bring a little more life and, and longevity to the Merchant Alliance, something that is, as most people generally uh, don't tend to, to do uh, by choice because they just don't have fun hunting down animals, which die very easily now, or trying to get crate or uh, cargo crates from one place to another without them getting damaged as a result of all the numerous uh, world events that are out there that are willing to try and damage your stuff on top of other players. And I'm, I'm really happy to see this. The other bit of news that we found out, uh, thanks to Joe Neat, is that Arena is dead. D-E-D -E -D, dead. They are deciding at this point that they don't want to allocate any more resources to furthering Arena. And for the Arena Hounds out there, I'm going to pour one out for you because I am so sorry that they are doing the thing that I wanted them to do. They aren't deleting it. They aren't, they aren't just outright deleting it. But there's no more arena development. And to be perfectly honest, I think I understand why. They have stated that they feel like arena's in a good place where it is, that they're happy with uh, how the session-based games have are, are working. Um, I don't think too many people really like the TDM 
style of meta that is currently in there. Uh, I think what's really going on is that the lead person that was working on Arena had left the studio and the, uh, the, the third party company that was working on Arena um, has been pushed to do something else. Uh, I don't think that that team is, is working on Arena anymore um, without any significant changes since the last update. Or not the last update, but uh, ships of uh, fortune. The the they really haven't found anything that really makes arena interesting. Most people typically play in adventure, and that's where you can get a little bit of everything, which is kind of the point. You know, you have a a, a lot of action, and then a lot of sitting around in the Sea Dog Tavern, and then you have a lot of action, and a lot more time spent sitting in the uh, the Sea Dog Tavern, and that is find if there was a ranked based matchmaking where players were actually going to be matched up against other people who are of their skill i know some people don't like that like in call of duty for some reason they just like going in and stomping on people who are much lower than them as skill wise but i don't i don't even know i don't even understand that whole whole desire there but um in in competitive gaming i imagine you probably want to be around people that are your level so that you can improve instead of just feeling good about yourself and stomping on people that are way less skilled than you but if i if i wanted to do that i'd go play something else i'd go play destiny which kind of maybe is why i like playing destiny <laughs> but at least i know what game i'm going to be playing if i want that i'm not going to get on the devs i don't why am i getting on this tangent get off this tangent um arena is kind of it and if you are looking to get those cosmetics the uh the the sea dog stuff i would do that as soon as you can um because i imagine that some people will play this mode at a certain point but once people kind of learn that not much development if any at all is going to be put towards that mode from now on uh chances are people are going to drop off of that and go hunting in adventure which is going to bring a lot more uh of a threat to the seas and that's going to be one of those things where if you were happy that the that the bloodthirsty pirates are mostly in arena and you're playing on xbox and that is a concern of yours i would highly push you to uh, jump onto the xbox only servers um but even that's going to be a little touch and go nowadays because with the the xbox series x and s uh, the load times are incredibly fast so expect to get back on your ship pretty quickly and not have to worry too much about um load times anymore that's uh, not not too big of a thing as much uh, at this point and i don't know if we'll ever i don't ever see us getting a transition from the original xbox uh, one to to just Xbox Series systems, um, but you know if, if you can, definitely would recommend the uh, the Series X or S. In fact, I actually, to to be honest, I have to send in my Xbox Series X at some point because the Wi-Fi connection on this device is is faltering. It is it cannot it cannot hold the connection just in the small apartment that I have. Um, so I reached out to them. Apparently it's a known issue. Apparently they, this is something that other people are having trouble with as far as Wi-Fi connectivity and it drops out. And, um, so yeah, talk to the guy. He said that I had to, uh, reset my system, uh, from the get go and play some games and he'd call me back tomorrow, but I don't know if I'm going to have any dropouts by then to be able to report. So we'll have to see how that goes, but that's a, that's a that's a Logan story for you guys. I don't I don't know how you guys are dealing with your Xboxes. Hopefully you haven't had any problems like I I've been running into. Uh, this is actually the only problem I've actually had. So we'll have to see. Um, the last thing that I think was in the update that was worth jumping into deals with um, the Festival of Giving that is starting on the 9th, which is in two days. Oh my God, it's in two days and I can't believe they're doing this. I cannot believe they're doing the Festival of Giving on the 9th. Um, I'm happy that they're doing it because this is a fun time. It's a great time to jump on the seas and worry about gifts and Gilded Voyages because those are coming as well too. But um, yeah, uh, I, I really wish that it wasn't on the 9th because that's when, CS, or when Cyberpunk shows up and... Um, 
If you don't know, I am a co-host for the best Sea of Thieves or Sea of Thieves. I'm the best Sea of Thieves podcaster, but I'm also on the uh, the most popular cyberpunk podcast as well, Cyberpunk Lorecast. Uh, so, funny enough, I'm probably going to have to play cyberpunk pretty heavily because uh, it comes out on was that Thursday uh, or no? When is the ninth? The ninth at like four p.m is wednesday yeah so wednesday it drops <laughs> i'm gonna have to jump into cyberpunk and play because i have until sunday to get enough into that game to be able to be like uh yeah i know what i'm going to be talking about and can share those experiences so that's that's going to be that so the first week of uh, festival of giving i will probably be mia on sea of thieves which is kind of a bummer because uh, that's when most people are going to be jumping into the festival of giving um Keelhaul Discord's there if you guys need people to to help out with. Um, I know a, a few people are able to get servers uh, or a couple ships together to be able to to go hunting for people to to either trade gifts or, or give gifts to. Um, until we get a chance to actually see how the update goes, it's going to be hard to know how that's going to fall. But um, wow, rare could you could you have maybe picked it a, a week later when I wasn't worrying about Cyberpunk so much because um, that game is infamous and in its delays and we finally have it coming out but it just <laughs> everyone else moved everyone else in the in the gaming world decided to move away from cyberpunk and you're just like nah nah come at me who, who cared logan they don't care about you we don't care about how hard it's going to be for you to to <laughs> to to go actually uh cover both games at the same time so i don't know how i'm gonna do uh on this as far as uh, the rest of the news, I think that was it. There wasn't a whole lot else um, going on in the Sea of Thieves. Um, I, if I miss something, feel free to let me know. But uh, really happy to see that people are getting their hours and uh, their their actual um, statistics for how much they've done in Sea of Thieves. Really happy to see that. Uh, I put out a tweet back on the second when we found out about the season passes, and I asked if people uh, buy season passes for live games and it was really close out of the 114 votes 50.9 percent said yes 49.1 percent said no um many people were kind of saying that it really depends uh on a lot of what's in the season pass i can definitely relate to that and understand where they're coming from and i'm, I'm happy that they are able to uh you know look at that measured approach i think everyone should be looking at that measured approach as we go into it and just kind of accept that you don't have to buy into it just because it's the new thing you can still still kind of level up through that and still earn stuff through that free tier um don't feel pressured to, to buying it right out the bat until we know more about what's actually going to be in the plunder pass version of it and see if you're going to be able to progress further far enough into it to justify actually purchasing it um and and with that I think that is it, uh, pirates. I haven't seen any new reviews for the the podcast. If I if I if I haven't read yours and you've been listening diligently for it in the last couple of weeks, feel free to hit me up. Let me know because I, I want to make sure that you guys are getting that recognition for for your reviews. I appreciate the ones that have come in. You guys are great. You're definitely helping promote the podcast, uh, letting people know, um, and if anyone's out there you're a content creator you're doing a, a general based podcast for sea of thieves uh if you guys if you guys are listening to this uh maybe consider doing some sea of thieves recognition you know they've, they've been out there they've been doing the game 15 million players that have played the game since the three years that it launched back in 2018 no 2017 2017 god has it been that long is it 2017 no it was 2018 yeah because 2017 was switch release 2018 was that so yeah we're going into the third year now and um yeah god it's been a it's been a while but come on sea of thieves is more popular than avengers marvel's avengers and that game that game is the destiny version of marvel the avengers like that thing should be like gold it should be beating everything else out there but they they botched it they didn't put out the content the same 
issues that Sea of Thieves had, except the Sea of Thieves, when it came out, was just lacking content. It's a lot more sound, and sure, we've had some bugs, but not nearly in the weird wonkiness that Marvel's, well, maybe some things like Marvel's Avengers. Come on, we're better than Marvel's Avengers. We don't we don't need to prove ourselves. You guys should talk about Sea of Thieves some more. Maybe just invite me on, and I'll come brag about it for a while. But anyway, Pirates, I've gone on long enough. I've kept you this far. Um, I actually thought I was going to, you know, I've recorded this a couple times. I, I've kind of shored things up on what I wanted to say a little bit better than I did the first time I've kind of gone through and recorded this. But I hope you guys are enjoying this. I hope you're having a great time. Um, I'm looking forward to the the Festival of Giving and getting my Gilded Voyage and then holding on to it for half a year when people stop hunting down Athena's chests and I can actually do it in peace. Uh, but other than that... Um, we're going to find out a little bit more of how everything goes. I'll have a kind of a, a, a step-by-step goal of how the, I think the best way to deal with the festival of giving comes out when it does come out. If I am not completely stooped in cyberpunk information, at which point you're going to get a podcast. that's probably going to be me referring to cyberpunk a lot because I have been wanting that game for years and it's finally coming out and i'm about as excited for it as i have been for sea of thieves when i found out sea of thieves was even a thing and i created a podcast for it except i didn't have to create a podcast for cyberpunk someone already had one i just hijacked it and became a co-host so that's gonna do it pirates thank you i love you uh and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves Myth is a podcast about the very soul of humanity. Join me each week as I explore stories from our history, from our mythologies, about what it means to be human. I'm your host, Tom, and Myth is available on every podcatcher anywhere. And if you're familiar with any of my other work, then you might realize that Myth is like a lore cast, but for humans. Join me each week on Myth. In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast, rated R, now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing.